Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 351 of our Kick Bootcamp podcast. The title of today's interview is Lyme Healthinar, an interview with Dr. Christine Arsenault. We brought back Dr. Arsenault after having her on our podcast and learning so much from her about how she healed in her own Lyme disease journey. She's created a custom Lyme disease Healthinar, which is a free online course where you can go to get free virtual training to heal from Lyme disease, pain, fatigue, and complex chronic health conditions. She's titled this training, How I Cured My Chronic Lyme Disease, the number one thing you need to know that doctors aren't talking about. Now we know this term cure can be very controversial in the Lyme community, and Rich and I get into a pretty heated debate with Dr. Arsenault about exactly what she means by the word cure, and ultimately how you can feel better from chronic Lyme disease. So without further ado, we're really excited to introduce the Lyme Health in our end, Dr. Arsenault. So, Dr. Christine Arsenault, welcome back to the Tick Bootcamp Podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? We're good. And uh, we want to have you back on the podcast because there were some developments that Matt did not fully develop with you when uh, he and Amanda Milley had interviewed you on the last podcast. And of course, I was uh, really impressed with you and you were my co-host. So we, we really thought it was important for us to do a follow-up with you so we can talk about some of the things that you're doing, right? Because part of your transformation or a large part of your transformation was to now channel all of your talents and all of your energies and all of your education to first healing yourself. And then after you went through your healing journey, you wanted to make sure that you had an opportunity to now share those frameworks and those things that did work for you with the community. And uh, you created something really cool that you're calling a health and art. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about your health and art, how you came up with that name. And then we'll, we, we certainly want to challenge you on the title of your health and art. Sure. Yeah. It's called How I Cured My Chronic Lyme Disease. And specifically, the number one thing that doctors aren't telling you. Um, and yeah, I just really dive into exactly the steps that I took to heal myself. And also really the mindset piece and the shift that has to happen as you're healing in order to fully recover. So we here at Tech Bootcamp have uh, identified a number of different patterns that folks follow when they're having success, right? And mm -hmm. one of the patterns that we see successful people um, following is they look for models. They look for other people who have been able to achieve the outcome that they want to achieve, and they model that behavior. And one of the one of the cool things that uh, we really um, want to compliment you for is to create is is to create this model that you have. Uh, so that people can tap into it and follow the steps that you had taken. So why don't you first talk about um, what the what the elements are of your framework and, and how this is something that can be modeled generally by anyone going on uh, a healing journey? Yeah, so I use a functional medicine approach, which means it's comprehensive and the client is the center. Um, so everything is individualized. So that's number one is that the same protocol isn't going to work for everybody. So I don't have a cookie cutter protocol. It's very individualized. And I try to use natural effective supplements. Um, I don't, you know, use OTCs, pharmaceuticals. I really focus on the more natural options. Although I support people who are using the pharmaceuticals as well and make sure there's no interactions with any of the supplements and pharmaceuticals and all of that. Um, the second really important pillar is the habit hacks. So I use an ancestral approach to habit hacks where, um, I, I choose lifestyle changes that are going to be sustainable and simple for people. And again, it's comprehensive. So we're looking at improving sleep quality and managing stress, nutrition, movement, gut health, 
you know, all of the pieces. And then lastly is the mind, both the mindset as well as the subconscious mind. So the subconscious mind is responsible for 90 plus percent of all of your results in your life. Um, so it's a really important piece. The mindset, even though it's only responsible for maybe five to 10% of the outcome, it's also really crucial because you have to live with your own mind every single day. Those thoughts that you have every single day are either helping you heal or they're hindering your healing. And in order for change to be sustainable, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind have to be in agreement. So we do have to make sure the mindset piece is set, but then the magic really happens when we work on the subconscious mind. Okay, so we're going to dig into these three prongs in some detail. Before we do that, Matt wants to challenge you on the ch on the title of your of your health and art. So, Matt, why don't you why don't you uh, let it out? Because I know you've wanted to challenge Christine on this for uh, for quite some time. Yeah, Dr. Arsenal, I can tell you that the word cure is extremely triggering in the Lyme community. I mean, we've used it before, starting in our early days with Dr. Richard Horowitz and we got slapped around pretty hard by some people in the community saying that there is no cure for Lyme disease. And, you know, I think it's just how we define the word cure. And then people split hairs over remission versus cure versus feeling better and quality of life. But I think that that word alone can invoke a lot of emotions in people that are suffering from chronic Lyme. So can you walk us through what you mean by that? Because I think Rich and I understand, but I want to make sure our listeners have a full grasp of what this health and R you're offering can do for people that are suffering from Lyme. Yeah. So the word cure is definitely triggering for people. It's triggering if they don't believe that they can fully recover. Um, however, what I teach people and what I believe is that our words create our reality, our inner world, our emotions, our thoughts create our reality. Um, a lot of people think that our thoughts and our emotions describe our situation when in fact they actually create it. So I don't use the word remission because I think of our words as spells and the words that we use are really important. The words that we put out there literally create our reality. And so when we use a word like remission, it's like we're just asking for the bugs to come back. It's like we're waiting in fear until we're gonna have a relapse. And that just puts our immune system in a compromised situation because fear is really bad for our immune system. So really the first step in getting well is the belief that you can actually heal, that you can actually get fully well. Um, so I think our words are really important. So let me let me follow up with that, because I've had this debate with others in the community, some that I'm, you know, become personal friends with. And I can tell you the common response that people would give to what you just said to debate that would be, well, I need to be practical. I have to be a realist. I have all these other things going on in my life. I have genetic predispositions. I have other conditions. I have autoimmune disease. I have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. I have, you name it, all these other conditions. I am not in a place where I can live 100% symptom-free without having to worry about a severe relapse. And if I think that I can be cured, then when I get sick again, I'm going to be extremely crushed because of the reality of my situation. How would you counter that argument that many people make when we have this cure versus remission debate uh, around, about, around Lyme disease and other things that we can have it, it pertaining to our health? Yeah, I think everybody has to start with where they are. Um, if you, you know, want to lean into something and it doesn't seem realistic to you, then it's probably not a good place to start. So when we, you know, go back to that example of using our words, instead of saying, I am fully well, or I am cured, we can say, I am healing. We can say words that feel good to us and start to get us there. And we can start to get curious about what it would feel like to be completely cured, completely well. And we might not be there yet. And maybe we don't even want to go there. 
And we just want to get in that place where we're able to manage our symptoms. You know, everybody's at a different point and everybody um, has different priorities in their lives and different belief systems. Um, but I'm here to help people who really want that new belief system that a 100% cure is possible. I think we should talk about goals versus process, right? I mean, we have this binary brain and what, because we have a binary brain, what will always happen is we will set an outcome for ourselves. And if we don't set an outcome that is uh, what we want it to be, then we're certainly not going to be able to achieve it. I mean, you cannot get to a destination if you are not setting a destination, right? You have to have a goal and that outcome of being of being symptom free. If that's you know, if if cured is too triggering a word for folks, is certainly a wise thing to do. But of course, of course, we have this this problem, Doctor Arsenal, which is when we set these goals, and it's any goal in life, it doesn't have to be a goal to be cured from Lyme or to be healed from Lyme disease. It is any goal. We could our goal could be to lose hundred pounds. Our goal could be to you know to stop smoking whatever the goal happens to be and then when we we see where we are in present and we see that gap between where we are and where we want to be it becomes triggering right and when and because it becomes triggering what happens is our mind begins to shut down and we we find ourselves in a position where we're not taking any action so of course the power of yet or the belief that i'm capable of doing anything is is a part of this process and if Part of the way you want to get there is to say, I'm in the process of healing because that allows you to continue to move towards that goal. Then we have a process that allows us to be successful. But we should want the best for ourselves. We should want to heal. And, you know, and we've been criticized on our platform for being the heal or bust platform. And we've tried to walk that back because we don't want to trigger folks. We want to try to help them to get there. But let's be clear. If you don't set a, 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 an outcome for yourself, that you really want, then you're never going to be able to achieve it. Absolutely. And, and I think you can, you know, goals can always change. So like if your goal to be pain-free doesn't seem achievable, you could say, I want to get my, my pain from a score of nine down to a score of five. And then once you hit a five, you set your new score is two. And then you, once you achieve that pain-free seems achievable because you're right. If you choose a goal that you don't even believe, then you're not actually going to take the steps to even get there because you don't believe it's possible. Yeah, you can't get there, right? So that so it really is, you know, it is important. So it is important to set, uh, you know, high goals. I mean, you deserve everything that you want. You are capable of getting, getting everything you want and you have to believe that. Now we could set shorter targets so that we're getting to a target from a nine to a to an eight and from an eight to a five and a five to a whatever targets you want to set for yourself and set reasonable timelines to get there. But you deserve everything you want and you have to believe that. But let's talk about another piece of your journey, Dr. Arsena, because um, you know one of the challenges that we have in this community is is that Lyme disease is, is a traumatic experience. And in many cases, what happens with a traumatic experience is that we suffer from, from post-traumatic stress disorder, or we, or we have these loops that are built into our, into our mind that limit our ability to even believe we can achieve the outcome that we want to achieve. And you've had to take a number of different steps to, um, to clear your head so that you can go on a healing journey, right? Because you know, you, you were being kept sick as a result of this. And, you know, one of the things I enjoyed about our conversation when you and I co-hosted a podcast together is we talked about some of these things. We talked about psychedelics. We talked about some of the work you're doing with hypnotism. And we talked about, you know, how some of this had to be a part of your journey when you were healing because you needed some help to get your head clear so that you could heal. Um, and some of the work that you're doing with learning, uh, uh, you know, some less, um, I guess, heroic 
um, modalities to help people when they're having those challenges. So why don't you first talk about what you've done with psychedelics and some of these some of these tools and how that was helpful. And now also share with our folks how you're studying uh, hypnotism and why you believe that might be a helpful modality when you have this, uh, you know, you have these emotional challenges that may make it impossible for you to, uh, to, to heal. Yeah. Yeah. So a big part of my journey was um, like therapy and crying because I realized I had repressed all these emotions and hadn't fully felt them. And I started off using cannabis kind of as a tool to really access that part of me. So the THC component specifically just helped me access that in a way that I was having trouble accessing it on my own. And then um, psilocybin mushrooms were a really big part of my journey that was really like this big epiphany that I had that... Um, I already have everything I need inside of me to heal. And that not only do I need to go into nature, but I am nature. And just this, it, it kind of busted me out of the matrix is what I would say. And I just had this whole realization about life and about nature and how our bodies have this incredible innate ability to heal ourselves. And that's what they always want to do. You know, you cut your finger and it knows how to heal. It knows exactly what to do. We just have to give our body the tools that it needs to keep it in balance so it can do its job. Um, so that was a huge, a huge transformation for me at that point when I tried psilocybin. And then I did ayahuasca after that. And that was like my last step in healing, my final step. Um, and the reason was it allowed me to become aware of a subconscious belief that I had that was keeping me sick, that was keeping me in these patterns, in this cycle that I couldn't get out of. And so what I realized is that the plants were a tool to get to my subconscious mind. And that, you know, for some people, it's a good tool. And for other people, it might not be the right fit. But if they can access their subconscious mind in a different way, they can have those same results. And so that's why I got really interested in, in hypnotherapy. And now that's something that I use with clients to access the subconscious mind. And we can simply go in and remove any obstacles and any barriers, any traumas without having to relive them, without even having to know what they are. But we can simply remove them so that we can actually move forward and get out of those patterns that we're stuck in. Can you describe so, that process, though? Because I'm just curious, you know. Growing up, it was always a skit on TV shows. People go to this, you know, this this event. Somebody's getting hypnotized. It's fake or real, and you know they're they're mooing, they're quacking, you know, they're making <laughs> making all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's more for comedic purposes, right? But yeah. there obviously is some therapeutic and health benefits to this, you know, technique. But I just don't think most people listening to this podcast even understand there is a health value to it. So can you just give us an idea of what? hypnotism really is in comparison to what we see on television and how it looks like when you're working with a client and what you do to actually get to those traumas and those stored memories and help release them in a non-traumatic way. Yeah. So I, I, I hesitate to even use the word hypnotherapy because of that, because of, you know, the stage hypnosis, which is actually not legal in a lot of other countries. Uh, way to use this modality. So I think a lot of people do have misconceptions because of that. And so the biggest thing is I don't make anybody do anything. You know, um, it's all about getting your subconscious mind in agreement with your conscious mind and what goal you want to achieve. And so 
we use hypnotherapy only to get somebody into a healing state where their conscious and subconscious can be in agreement. And I use a technology called the Wisdom Center technology. It has a proven record of over 30 years. And basically, we're speaking to your wisdom center, which is essentially your subconscious mind. It's the knowledge that you have inside of your own body, plus the universal knowledge. And we go in through the conscious mind, go into the subconscious, and we just remove blocks. And you don't even have to be aware of what they are. And you're just able to dissolve them and to move somebody along quicker to reaching their goals. But give me more specifics, right? Because I still don't understand what that would be like as a client or as a patient of yours. So do we go on Zoom? You know, is this something we have to be in person for? And what is the experience? Like, are you just talking to me? And I don't even know it, but I'm actually releasing these things to you as we're speaking. And I want to get a better understanding of what the process looks like when you're meeting with a, a, a patient and you're using hypnotherapy to help them. Yeah, so it's really not much different than a meditation. So essentially, I play certain music that helps the client to relax. I clear their mind with the technique that we use. We ask the body for permission and give permission for the goal that we're working on. I use a dissolving technique. So you're basically thinking about either a symbol or like cigarettes, for example, if that was an addiction that you were trying to get rid of. Uh, you would think about it in your mind's eye, and then we allow it to essentially disappear. So there's a, a certain technique that we walk through for that. Um, and then it's really, it depends on what their goal is, but I'm basically just asking certain questions and they're in a healing state. So they're aware of what's going on. You know, everybody has a different experience. So some people feel lighter in their body or heavier in their body, or feel like they're not in their body and they're kind of hear my voice in a very distant way. Um, everybody has a, a different experience, but you're basically in a very relaxed state. It, it would be as if you're listening to a meditation. Um, it's not much different than any, you know, relaxation technique. And then we just talk to the wisdom center. It talks back. I've had people say that they see the response. Uh, like I'll ask the wisdom center, usually yes or no questions. And I've had people say that they see the response as letters that come up in, in white, like yes or no, like so basically it's them answering in a way where it's not coming from their conscious mind. It's not coming from their head, but people tell me it seems to come from their heart or from their soul. So it's just an answer that comes up and they respond, but it's, again, it's very subtle. It's not, I'm not having them get up and quack like a duck or do anything like that. They're just answering questions. They feel really relaxed afterwards a lot of people um you know tell me that they feel really grounded they feel really relaxed they sleep better that's like the side effect that pretty much everybody has and then usually i um you know give instructions to the wisdom center to continue this process during sleep and so it just keeps working on your subconscious mind i also give people a personalized meditation to listen to in between our sessions and that just keeps uh, reiterating this to the subconscious mind, reprogramming it. So let's 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 build this out from a scientific standpoint, so that people don't think that you know Matt's perspective on hypnosis is this stage hypnosis and what role it can play and why it's something people may want to consider when they're on their healing journey, right? So, what what's happening, of course, is we're either we have we have a binary brain that's going to be in one of two states. You're either going to be in the sympathetic state or you're going to be in the parasympathetic state, right? And you can only be in one state at a time. 
And if you're in the sympathetic state, meaning you're in fight or flight, then you are not going to be able to heal, right? You need to be in a, in, in, in a place where you can heal. And what happens when people are suffering from PTSD is you have a very sensitive trigger, right? They get triggered from sympathetic, uh, um, yeah, from, from parasympathetic to sympathetic very, very quickly. And when you're in the sympathetic state all the time, you cannot heal. The healing modalities in your in your body, the uh, the immune system is now being shut down because your body is just focused on 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 survival, and all of your energy is being focused on survival, not on healing, which puts you at a disadvantage, puts your body at a disadvantage when you have all these microbes that are that are trying to attack you, right, or that are in the process of eating you and competing with you for resources, right, and that's what's happening here, and that's why this this mindset piece is so important. So one of the challenges that we've had on this podcast is that we've tried to explore different ways of helping people during the prehabilitation phase of their journey before they go through the process of trying to assist their body in killing these microbes so that they can have the proper mindset so they're less fragile and their trigger is less sensitive so that they can stay in the fight or flight, uh, they can stay out of fight or flight and stay in the rest and digest phase uh, while they're going through the healing journey, right? So when I brought this up in the past, and I talked, for example, with um, Ashley Bellinger, and I said to her, hey, would you would you have considered using the NRS, for example, at the prehab phase? Or would you have considered something else? And she said, I was so sick, I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't go through a modality like that, right? Which is why I raised it with you when we were co-hosting. And I had said to you, hey, Dr. Arsenal, do you have some other tools that we could recommend to folks who really have concerns about their ability to do something more than just, you know, just get through this phase, this, this early phase that can help them with the mindset piece. And they don't think they can do a more, you know, a, 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 a rigorous program like DNRS. And, and, and that's when we started talking about plant medicine. And then when we were having the plant medicine conversation, my concern, of course, was, yes, there's a lot of research on plant medicine. Yes, it is now you know, being studied at major universities like John Hopkins and other places, but we really don't know how that's going to interact with, um, with other modalities such as antibiotics that people may want to use at that phase, right? So that's when we started talking about something less rigorous and, and less heroic. And that's when we had the conversation about hypnosis, right? And hypnosis may be a perfect modality where you can help people to begin the mindset piece, you know, healing the mindset, make them less sensitive from a triggering standpoint and help them get through the prehabilitation phase of this that they may do. So can you talk about it in that context? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's something anybody can do because you just have to listen to my voice. I mean, you don't have to do put any effort in. Um, you know, I, I know DNRS is great. People have great results, but I've also heard that people have a hard time doing it and keeping up with it and continuing it. Um, when you just have like, um, essentially a meditation to listen to, you just have to make the time to listen to it. Um, and other than that, it, it's nothing that you actually have to do. It just works for you because again, that subconscious mind is in charge of 90% of your outcome. So if you can make that work for you in the background, everything is going to work better and shift sooner and you're going to feel better. Like, you know, the side effect is feeling peace and calm and getting better sleep, which that's only going to help you heal. That's only going to help you stay in that parasympathetic state that you need to be in. So why don't you talk to us about the number one thing you need to know that doctors aren't talking about and how folks would be able to learn this by taking your health and all. 
Yeah. Well, I can't give it away because you have to watch the health in our <laughs> to see the answer. Um, but yeah, I basically talk about the things that doctors don't talk about and how um, you know everybody's really, really focused on finding that one protocol that's going to work for them. Um, and that's that's not the answer. I'll just say that is there's not one protocol for everybody. So I'm glad you glad you teased that nicely and uh, created some nice curiosity for folks. It's certainly making me want to watch the webinar. Or, I'm sorry, the health and R. So so let's talk about the the four points that you've you've emphasized or the four pillars you have emphasized in your health and art. Uh, the first one being what it takes to actually heal. The second changes you can make now to get instant relief. Uh, third is what the doctors aren't telling you. And fourth, the inner beliefs that you didn't know are keeping you sick. So let's start with number one, what it takes to actually heal. Yeah, so it kind of goes back to that that protocol piece that it's not just one protocol. It's not just like everybody seems to be looking for this missing link, like this one herb. And, you know, I see people on Facebook like, what protocol did you do? What protocol did you do? That's the number one question people ask me. But it's not about just like the herbs that I took. It's about managing my stress and feeling my emotions and all of the things. And so people just feel like they're missing, like there's some secret that they're missing. But the secret is you have to address your whole life. Like if you're unhappy in your career, if you're unhappy where you live, you have to change that. And so people sometimes get disconnected from that and forget that everything in your life affects your health. So it's not as easy as just taking this one supplement for this one symptom, but you actually have to really address your whole life. Right. And of course, you you had to be vulnerable in order to be able to become chronically ill. And, and we know that very rarely do we go from tick bite to chronic illness. There's generally a long gap in time between between the, you know, the invasion of the microbes and you becoming ill. And you have to work on all of those things that combine together that ultimately made you vulnerable and 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 caused your health to fail in your immune system to be overwhelmed by um by the you know by the bug. So let's talk about the second prong, which is changes you can make now to get instant relief. Yeah. So that goes into what we kind of talked about earlier with the words that you're using. So if you can just change the words, especially anything that you say after I am, um, you don't want to say I am or I have Lyme disease. You want to start creating a distance between you and the diagnosis because when the diagnosis becomes your identity, it becomes even harder to heal um, because you have to basically create a new identity as a healthy person in order to heal and mind you are with your current identity of somebody that is ill, the harder to be there. So starting to shift your words right now is going to really help you. And let's talk about the third problem, which is what the doctors aren't telling you. Um, again, that it kind of goes back to like the protocol piece that it's not just one thing, like even, even functional medicine doctors, you know, they're. I, I saw a functional medicine practitioner myself, they're more comprehensive, but a lot of times they, they're still focused on the supplements. And so it's kind of like supplements and herbs instead of pharmaceuticals, but it's still kind of the same idea. You're still like taking 50 supplements for, to treat this condition. And they might mention like manage stress or do this, but they don't really explain how to do that. So it's really that how to, and when you work with a coach and accountability partner, they're really like getting in the weeds with you and like holding your hand through the process and helping you figure out 
what is going to work for you in your life? What lifestyle changes are actually going to be sustainable for you? Because if it's something that you're just not going to do every day, it's not going to benefit you. So you have to find a way to fit those new changes into your life. So let's talk a little bit more about coaching, uh, because I, I think coaches are very, very important in this journey, right? I mean, it's 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 the belief of most people in the community that if they could get to one of the star healthcare practitioners, um, that they would they would get better. And look, the reality is there are very few star um, Lyme literate medical doctors, and that we have to be able to heal using the systemic tools that are available to us, right? And I think where the gap is between having 15 minutes with a doctor who, who may or may not be Lyme literate and and um, and a Lyme literate medical doctor that you're going to have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for is going to be having a Lyme literate coach, having somebody that can coach you through the process and help you to get in tune with your body, help you to get in tune soon with your onboard diagnostic system, help you to learn how to deal with the mindset issues and all the other things that led up to you getting sick. And then of course, also learning how to use the medical system, how to access the system so you can get the best results you can have. So um, why don't you talk a little bit about that and how you're helping people get through that process where they, where they you know, are not going to be able to hire Dr. Horowitz because his wait list is years and, you know, years away. And you have to have hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to work with a practitioner at that level. Yeah, it can actually kind of be detrimental if we're so focused outside of ourselves too. Like if we're like, I need this doctor to fix me, that implies that you're broken and that you're not capable of healing on your own when we all have this incredible ability to heal. So it is, um, you know, it's very tricky because of course you do want a doctor's guidance to some extent to help you, but you have to also take radical responsibility for your own health and not just give your power away to somebody else that's supposed to fix you. So I think there is a shift there and realizing that, oh, I, I do have power to do things on my own to get me better. And, you know, this doctor can help me get there. But again, you only want to work with doctors and practitioners who are going to make you part of the team and make you the center. Um, because if, if what they're recommending just doesn't work with your lifestyle or doesn't resonate with you, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get well. Um, so I'll say that piece. And then a coach is just, it, it's different than a doctor, because like you said, you have like a 15 minute visit every like month or so. And you're not going to be able to get all of your questions addressed. And then you're going to go home and you're going to have like 30 supplements and you're going to be like, oh, wait, what did they say? How do I take this? Or like, is this a Herx reaction? What am like, what's going on? I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to do now. And so when I work with people, I work with them for a minimum of three months at a time. And I'm available to them uh, to respond to, you know, emails, right? I use an app called Voxer where we can do voice messages. So that way, if anything comes up, I can coach them on the spot and I can give them tools to keep them moving forward. And then in our sessions, we talk about whatever's most on their mind, whatever's going to help them move forward the quickest. And it's really client led. Um, I also have, you know, a structure, I have video curriculum and audio meditations and things that I, that I give, I have a framework that works for everybody, but it's always client led. And we it's always individualized to whatever that person needs most. So that's that's the big difference um, than working with just a practitioner and then not having anybody to kind of fill in those gaps. And then because of my background as a pharmacist as well, I can just really help people navigate the system and you know maybe recommend like 
doing IV therapies or what kind of practitioner is going to be best for that particular person and what their beliefs and values are. And of course, they're, they're, the irony of you being a doctor of pharmacology shouldn't be lost on folks that you are, you know, you are recommending despite your training and your education and, 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 and being a doctor of pharmacology that you are generally recommending that people take approach other than using pharmaceuticals. Uh, again, not that you're opposed to pharmaceuticals and, you know, the right tool for the right person, of course, is, is, uh, is, is something that we all advocate for, but, uh, but most of the modalities that you're recommending are not related to your training as a, as a pharmacist. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so let's talk about the final pillar before we wind down, which is the inner belief that you didn't know that are keeping you sick. Yeah. So basically the thoughts that we have are either helping our healing or they're hindering our healing. And we have to live with our mind every single day. So I, I go into some of those um, those shifts that we can have ways that we can really start to shift our mindset into a healing mindset so that we are not, um, getting in our own way, making it even harder to heal because we all know it's complex enough without us, uh, you know, blocking the process. So Dr. Arsenault, we really appreciate you joining us for this follow-up podcast, and we're really uh, excited to encourage folks to go to your health and R and learn how you cured your chronic Lyme disease. And uh, as triggering as that may be to folks, I think it is important that uh, we do encourage folks to believe that they are entitled to the lives and they are deserving of the lives that they want. And uh, and if the word cure is cured is is a trigger to them. Maybe that's something they need to explore with you or with, with some other folks because uh, we want them to get to the place where they want to be and they certainly deserve to be there. So um, is there anything else you'd like to uh, download to folks about um, about the health and R and their ability to um, to work with you through after following the health and R? Um, yeah, just that, you know, you have more power than you may realize that we all have this power within us to create our reality. And it just really takes some simple shifts um, and working with somebody who's been through it themselves, who's healed themselves and can navigate the system can just help you reach your goals faster and easier than trying to figure it all out on your own. And then just a quick follow-up. So when will this health and R, is it already available? Will it be available in the near future? And how do people go check it out on your website if they want to learn more? Yep. It's available now. It's at limesupport.com slash heal. And this, this health and R is, is it, is there, is it free? Is there a cost, you know, and then what are the next step to Rich's point? If they are participating in this virtual pre-recorded health and R and they want to work with you, what do they do then to take steps to actually work with you and partner with you as a health coach? Yeah. So it's completely free of charge and they can schedule a call with me if they think it might be a good fit and we'll hop on a call. I'll dig a little bit deeper into what's going on with them and what's worked for them so far, what hasn't worked. And we'll kind of map out a plan of, of what that would look like to get well and to work with me in the process. And that's when they go to the website, they'll, they'll see the link to schedule a call. Dr. Christina Arsino, thank you for joining us uh, on this follow-up podcast. And uh, we look forward to continuing to work with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our Take Bootcamp interview with our guest, Dr. Christine Arsino. To our listeners, we have a call to action. First, if you'd like to learn more about Dr. Arsino and her Lyme disease health in R, then check out our website at limesupport.com forward slash heal. Second, 
If you've enjoyed this episode of our Tick Bootcamp podcast, please share it with your friends on social media. Third, Tick Bootcamp has created a Tick by Blueprint that has been inspired by the information that has been shared with us by past podcast guests. We urge you to visit our website at tickbootcamp.com slash bite to view our blueprint. Fourth, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify to get your automatic episode updates of our Tick Bootcamp podcast. Please take a minute to leave us an honest review on your podcast platform of choice. And finally, if you'd like to search our podcast library of over 350 episodes, subscribe to our email list, or share feedback, please visit our website at tickbootcamp.com. Thank you, as always, for listening.